Two high school football players get suspended for carrying flags during a football game. Headline writers act too soon, and Jesus explains what's wrong. Welcome to Jesus and Coffee. What is happening, people of the interwebs? Welcome back to another episode of the Jesus and Coffee Show. I'm Todd Frazier, your host, as always. And boy, there's a lot of stuff happening. I mean, there is a lot of stuff happening. Uh, And today, we're just going to talk through a couple of stories that uh, kind of got me thinking. And then we're going to go to scripture and just see kind of what Jesus is saying and how we can apply that to really everything that's happening around us right now, because it is... It's running rampant, and we're, I mean, just, I'm just telling you, Judgey McJudgerson is all over the place, and uh, he's, he's doing his thing, or she's doing her thing, or they, whatever. You, you get what I'm saying. There's judgment happening all over the place. So, first story that we're going to today is there were two high school football players in Ohio, in Little Miami, or Miami, depending on what part of the country you're in. Uh, high school, and they carried flags out during their football game. And some of you might be like, High school football, that's happening? Yes. High school football is happening in some parts of the country. Here in California, it's not. But at the high school football game, these two players carried out flags because their dads were, uh, one was a police officer, one was a fireman, and they were honoring them on 9-11. It was 9-11. It was Patriot Day. They were having a Patriot ceremony, and these kids carried the flags out. Now, immediately after the game or, or close there after the game, those kids were suspended. They were suspended from the team uh, because they carried these flags out. And their reasoning was because it was some sort of political stance. It was something that wasn't appropriate for the game. It's a, it's, it's a Patriot, a Patriot recognition thing on nine 11 in remembrance of their fathers who were actually policemen and firemen. Like that's really weird. What, are, what is going on? What is happening that, these these high school players that are carrying flags and i've seen it and here's a here's an image of them running out on the field like they weren't doing anything crazy it wasn't a street i was i heard this and i thought well maybe it's some there's a fan that like streaked across the the field and they were carrying some like really crazy flag no they were they were american flags with a red stripe and one with the blue stripe like the thin blue line and the thin red line making a statement saying we support our police officers and our firefighters because they were their fathers on patriot day yet these kids got silence they got suspended from the team because of what they did now if you look at this so so this is the statement from the father of one of the boys this and i listened to the audio of the dad he's calling into the news station and he he tells them this this is the the story that this is what actually happened he says that's just not the case the athletic director who called my son on the day of the game said i can't tell you yes i can't tell you no we can't take a position either way on you carrying the flag so he carried the flag Evidently, this kid had the respect enough to ask the authorities to say, hey, I'm going to carry this flag. Are you guys okay with it? Their answer was, we can't tell you yes, we can't tell you no. So the kid carried the flag. They, I, I don't understand like how this now in turn turns out that they are suspended and, and, and they're taken off the team because of them carrying these flags. Now, they were reinstated later after they did the, there's a letter that came out from the uh, district that talks about you know, these, these, after further investigation, it wasn't a political stance. Um, so we're allowing these kids to come back, but they, they just jumped too soon. They, they 
actually judge these kids to be, I don't know what they're in their mind, what they were doing, but they were carrying flags to honor people on Patriot Day, on 9-11, on an American tragic holiday. I mean, holiday, it's a remembrance day, really, of what happened. And they got judged. And it just seems like the culture is constantly moving quicker than it needs to. It's, it's, you're, you're making snap judgments literally before you even know the facts. And that's evident in this next story that actually happened just this last week in uh, Pennsylvania. There was uh, another riot that broke out. And at the lead of the show, I said the, the headline rioters, because literally that seems to be what's happening. These people are reading a headline or somebody is giving a quote out of context and with no other background or story to it. And they're saying, Hey, this happened. Boom. We're going to go make a, we're going to go make a scene. We're going to go riot. We're going to go and peaceful protesting. You know, that's not, that's part of being an American, but these riots and the anger and the, and the fires and the looting and all this crazy stuff. So these headline rioters, they, they go out in Pennsylvania and riot because a man was shot by police. Now the story, the story is that, um, a man came out and chased a police officer with a knife. So the police officer comes after being called. 911 was called. He comes to the house. The The woman that was inside comes outside and he tells her to get over there. I've seen the video. We're not going to show the video here um, just because it, we don't need to get into that. You can find it. You can find it on, on the internet. But the woman comes out and the police officer says, stand to the side. And then this guy just comes out of the door, starts running at the police officer and he's carrying a knife. Like he's going to attack this police officer. You And they released the only reason you see this is they released the body cam footage. The police officer is running away. He runs away far enough. He turns around and he shoots and he drops the guy. The guy was attacking him with a knife, but they didn't look at any of that. They just went, boom, we're judging this because it was a policeman and there was a minority and they were shot and it's a problem and we're going to we're going to riot. We're literally going to light the city on fire. And this this constant, it's like a ramp up. It's like everything is, is start, you start from the headline and that's as far as you get and then you just go crazy. And the story I heard, I don't know if this is true or corroborated, but I did hear that after they released the body cam footage because they released the body cam footage so fast, it happened while the riot was still going on. And some of the rioters reportedly actually saw the body cam footage while they were rioting and then started to pull back. But this mob mentality, this judge before you have any facts, um, it really is becoming pervasive, especially in America with all the stuff happening with, uh, with BLM and with, uh, social injustice. And I mean, just, it, it's just gone crazy. And there's things that are happening that in our society that have been happening for a long time that were now are now just coming to a head. And, and something that I think actually I see even in the church is this judgment happening. These, this, this condemnation is happening when we don't have all the facts, we don't have all the information, we get a snip or a clip or a quote, and all of a sudden these people are condemned. There's there's YouTube channels literally that are that are created with the sole purpose of calling out pastors and literally condemning them in whatever ministry that they are because of a single, usually single solitary thing. Now, I'm not saying we shouldn't look at these things and we shouldn't call out bad teaching or false teaching. We need to do that. We're called to do that. But what are we actually supposed to do in this judgment phase, this this condemnation that we're seeing right now across the country and in churches, and what does Jesus say about that? Where where in the Bible do we find, where do we find the instruction on how we're supposed to deal with this? We see things that we believe are uh, unjust. We think we see things that we believe are against God's word. There, 
against the Ten Commandments. I mean, there, there's there's so many things within what's happening around us that are bad and that are happening. We need to do something about it. But how are we supposed to respond? And the, this took me to Matthew. This took me to Actually, it's part of the Sermon on the Mount where Jesus basically, if you ever wanted to know Jesus's theology, it's a Sermon on the Mount. Just read that and study that. That's Jesus theology. I was listening to, I think, the Bible Project guys a few days ago, and they were talking about uh, Paul and the letters to the Romans and uh, all of the other letters that Paul wrote. And people often ask the question, well, Paul, why don't we have, like, what's your theology? Where's your theology at? We need a, a Paul's letter of theology. And the, the, the Bible Project guys are like, well, we have it. It's called the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus, Jesus theology is Paul's theology. And, and this all comes out of this. And I think this is a great sermon to kind of break down. It's a great uh, series of scripture to kind of just break apart. What is it that Jesus said about all these different things? Because he talked about so many different things. But in this specifically, in this section, we're going to Matthew 7, and we're going to just read Matthew 7, 1 through 5, and then we're going to talk through that and kind of see how that applies to what we're seeing around us and how we as Christians can act correspondingly with the way scripture talks about it, the way Jesus talks about how we're to deal with issues, and then how we can actually live that out biblically without being headline writers. So let me just start reading in Matthew 7. So Matthew 7, verse 1. Do not judge, or you too will be judged. For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when all the time there is a plank in your own eye. You hypocrite. First take the plank out of your own eye and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. Now you've probably heard that many times before. You've probably heard this section of the Sermon on the Mount many times before. If it's your, if you're calling out a speck in your brother's eye yet you have a plank in your own eye. This entire section here is a call to hypocrisy. Like or, or a call against hypocrisy, rather. But it's it's a highlight to say, what are you guys doing? What what is it in here that you're you're judging each other? Now, something I, I did look up that the importance that I want to focus on here is the word judge. So the word judge here in this this portion of scripture is actually the Greek word. Let me pull it up. It's the the Greek word krino, K-R-I-N-O, but it's said Crino, I guess. I don't know. I'm I'm not Greek. I'm not a Greek philosopher. I'm just a guy with a YouTube channel. The definition of Crino is meaning to condemn, avenge, sentence, or levy a punishment. So this judge is not talking about a lot of times we thought, hey, this is a no judgment zone. No, don't judge me for this. You're judging me. So the term we use in judgment is more of, we say judge, we really mean label a lot of times, but this is actually talking about judgment, condemnation, punishment. The, the thing that is reserved in the Old Testament where it uses this in Exodus and Leviticus is talking about the judges, the actual, and in a court situation where you have a judge that is passing judgment there is a condemnation. And it also says in the Old Testament, vengeance is mine, says the Lord. So th this judgment is reserved for judges. Specifically, it's reserved for God to judge. It's not our job to judge. And Jesus is talking to this and say, look, if you're going to punish someone, if you're going to condemn someone, you're also going to be condemned. But you're not just going to be condemned. Look at this in verse, in verse 2 here. It says, for in the same way you judge, and if we insert the word condemn, condemn. For in the same way you condemn others, you will be condemned. And with the measure you use, it will be measured on you. And that's saying, look, if you're going to 
judge someone, if you're going to punish someone, if you're going to condemn someone in a way that seems petty or doesn't have all the facts or is preemptive before you actually know what's happening, you're going to get judged in the same way. And this hypocrisy that you you look at it and you say, well, if this was me, how would I want to be treated? If I mean, you go back to the the greatest commandment, as Jesus says, is love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, your heart, with your mind, and love uh, your neighbor as yourself. Loving your neighbor as yourself wouldn't condemn them in a way that this is talking about. It's you really have to put this and say, if I was in this situation, how would I want to be handled? If I made this mistake, uh, there's, I was listening to uh, Pastor Chuck Smith and his uh, series over the Sermon on the Mount where he talks about this section of Matthew and he, and he relates it to David and Bathsheba. And Nathan, the prophet, comes to David and he says, uh, he tells him a story about a very wealthy landowner that he has all that he wanted, yet he sees a neighbor that has a lamb. And maybe you know the story, maybe you don't. Um, but ultimately he comes down and, and he tells David this story and the wealthy landowner steals the sheep from the uh, the neighbor and then takes it for his own. And David gets all upset and angry and said, this man should be punished. This man should, should be judged. And Nathan said, David, you're that guy. You did that with Uriah's wife. You took that man's wife, then you murdered that man. And now that woman is your wife. Now, consequently enough, that actually is the mother of Solomon, which is in the line of Jesus. So you think about all the mistakes that King David made, yet that is still the line that God chose to bless the world with from that mistake. It's kind of, I mean, that's a whole nother study on itself. But when you took the, when you take the story of what David did and you make it a little bit different and make it sound like it's not him. And then he gets incited and he gets angry and he says, we need to judge that person. And then you realize, Oh wait, that was me. If you put yourself in these situations where you're, you're, if you were running out on the football field and you were carrying a flag to honor your dad, to honor your coach, to honor anybody that's a first responder in something that was so horrific as 9-11, would you expect to be judged, condemned for something that in context of what you're doing has nothing to do with it? If you're a business owner in one of these cities that's been ravaged with looting and rioting, do you feel like if, if you were the business owner and your store was being burned and your, your, things were being taken. Do you feel like that's how you'd want to be treated for not being involved with it at all? Like, that's the other thing is this, this desire to just like, I'm going to, I'm going to see what you did. And I'm going to say that you're guilty before I know any facts, before I know any context to the situation. And then I'm going to go and take it out over here on these other people that had absolutely nothing to do with it. That just seems ludicrous. And it's totally against the way that the Bible talks about how we're supposed to deal, especially when Jesus is talking about this. If you judge this way, out of context, before you know details, just because someone looks at you a certain way, you're going to be judged the same way. And how many of us, if we were to look at ourselves and some of the mistakes that we've made, for me, and the mistakes that I've made, and the things that I know that I've done completely horribly wrong, and if I were to put myself on the other side of that and say, man, how would I treat myself? I, I probably would have jumped to conclusions. I probably would have said some things or in my mind, maybe even condemned myself to say, nah, they're not a Christian. 
or they're not a good Christian. I, I walk around with this t-shirt on, this Team Jesus shirt that I'm wearing, and sometimes I'll be walking around and I forget that I'm wearing it, and I'll be walking through like a store or something, and and somebody will say, hey, I like your shirt. That's awesome, Team Jesus. And I look down, I'm like, oh, wow, that's right, I'm wearing my shirt. Oh, shoot, what was my face look like? What what did I do? How did I treat the the cashier that I was with? Or how did I treat the people that were around me? Or did I push up in line? Like Then you start thinking, oh, man, I'm going to be held accountable for what I'm wearing if I'm not acting a certain way, which is true. We need to be, we need to be held accountable. We need to discern good from bad, but we're not supposed to condemn because I don't know about you, but I make mistakes. I sin. I'm a sinner. That is something that we all are. And that is why Jesus came. That is the whole purpose of why Jesus came is to point out our mistakes, to, to give us the knowledge of actually what it is God wants us to do and to fulfill the to fulfill the sacrifice that we can't do ourselves. We can't do it on our own. We can't make this happen by ourselves. We need help. We need specifically, we needed Jesus to come and to take care of all of this for us because we are imperfect. We are a problem. And the, this, the quote that, um, that I think really encapsulates all of this and, and in the mindset and as you go away from here, what I want you to kind of think about, this is the way that I think about it, and uh, Tammy thinks about it, and we kind of talk about this back and forth, is a quote actually from, now I, I'm assuming he came up with it, but he may not have, he may have got it somewhere else, but I'm going to attribute this quote to uh, my brother, David Frazier, to say, if Jesus is as hard on us as we are on each other, we're all in big trouble. Think about that. If Jesus judged us the same way that we judge each other, there's no way, there's no way we're worthy of any of that. There's no way we're worthy of his sacrifice. There's no way that we get what Jesus came to do for us if Jesus judges us like we judge each other. How are you judging others? Think about that. And when you think about judging, think about condemn. Do not condemn or you too will be condemned. For this, In the same way you condemn others, you will be condemned. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Love your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. It's that simple. However, a lot of times it's difficult because our human nature is to judge. Our human nature is to condemn. Our human nature is to make assumptions, which is the real danger here about somebody because of something they said, something they wore, or something you heard about them, which is even worse. It's conjecture from a third-party source that may or may not have any actual fact to what they're saying. And that's happening a lot right now with all the things going around us with, we don't know what news is true. We don't know what, what news is accurate. We don't know what news is just made up. Because there's, I'm telling you, there's bad people out there that are making up all kinds of stuff on, on both sides of the aisle. I don't care where, you, where your politics lie. There's, there's people making stuff up just to support whatever their narrative is. So don't condemn others because you're going to be condemned in the same way. And our job is not to condemn. We're called to discern, but we're also, we're called to reach out to others. And there's certain point, like the next verse in this section, verse six, I didn't even read it because I think I want to do a whole, uh, a whole study on that. Well, a whole episode on that because it's it's a verse that i have been confused on personally and i think it's something that i've heard people use in a way that i don't think that's the way that's supposed to be meant but we're going to talk about that in another episode so guys 
Luckily, Jesus does not judge us the way we judge each other. Otherwise, we'd be in a lot of trouble. So get out there, love one another, drink up, and be blessed. See you on the next episode, guys.